Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 17th of May. US retail sales are the headline act on the data calendar today, giving information for consumer spending in April. The issue to look out for is demand destruction and also perhaps demand normalisation. Higher energy prices mean consumers have less money to spend after filling up the family fleet of sports utility vehicles with gasoline. And because fuel is a high-frequency purchase, the psychological impact of those higher energy costs is potentially even more significant. There's been anecdotal evidence that US consumers have been, if not on a buyer's strike, certainly more reluctant to spend as prices have risen. In addition, there's the ongoing trend of demand normalisation. Those areas where consumer spending was especially robust in the aftermath of the pandemic are seeing a shift to normal or potentially below normal levels of demand. This does not mean demand collapses in the States, but it does mean that demand is likely to be decelerating from the frantic pace of last year. We also get US industrial production and manufacturing production data. China is a larger producer than is the United States, and of course, the Chinese production did show a decline yesterday. However, the US is still a significant producer of stuff, and the expected increase in US production should help to compensate for the slowing of Chinese production. Global manufacturing output, in particular, is at, or very near, an all-time record high, Supply of stuff has never been so strong as it has been of late, which is, of course, relevant. As with the Chinese data, it's worth contemplating these numbers against demand. In China, the growth in production was significantly stronger than the growth in domestic demand, although, of course, in the case of China, much of the production is exported. That is less likely to be the case in the States, but the balance is still worth considering. The euro area releases its revised first quarter GDP data today. Does anyone care? Not really. There's no expectation of revision and the surprise of euro area data is normally lost in the fact that most of the various provinces of the euro empire report their numbers well before the euro area gets around to publishing the aggregate. However, the numbers show the euro area outperforming the states in the first quarter. This was to be expected. The United States reopened after the pandemic first, and US consumers spent the stockpile of savings they acquired in the pandemic first. And so by the start of this year, US households, in particular lower income US households, were contemplating the normality of living within their income. European households still had some of their savings stockpile to spend, and that has supported euro area growth this year. The United Kingdom has released strong labour market data with the unemployment rate falling again on the ILO measure, although there are some hints at inequality increases with bonus payments pushing up wages, but wages without bonus payments more subdued in terms of growth. The strength of the UK labour market is an increasingly important point in the narrative of whether or not the UK avoids a period of significantly below-trend growth, Prime Minister Johnson's government is currently engaged in the biggest tax grab since the early 1950s, and the rise in energy costs looks set to wipe around 5% off of average household disposable income. Having a labour market where there is job security, 
even if the wage growth is negative in real terms, is therefore important. Job insecurity would encourage precautionary savings behaviour, and the impact of precautionary savings behaviour on overall consumption would have significant negative consequences. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.